Oh, uh, Hannah's brother watched The Mummy for the first time a couple nights ago. Oh, yeah? What do you think? Well, he loved it. Of course he did. I mean, yeah, it's The Mummy. Yeah, if he didn't, he wasn't allowed back over, so <laughs> it's that easy. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movie and entertainment news, so kick back... Relax! And thank you for being part of the conversation. That was pretty good. I think we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. We've got it. We got it down pat here. Yeah, I mean, eventually we're going to add more stuff for no reason. Mm -hmm. Just make it unreasonably long. Yeah, like I'm thinking about adding every other word of the Pledge of Allegiance in there. Like every other word, like if you look at the Pledge of Allegiance, adding in every other word, or every other word is the start of the Pledge of no, Allegiance? No, 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 no. Like, like look at every other word of the Pledge of Allegiance and just throw it in. I think every other word of the opening should just be the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> Hello, I pledge allegiance to the, <laughs> just do the whole thing. Movie. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Drop a like and comment below if you want to <laughs> oh see God. that opening. No, don't. We'll rehearse it. No, I sh- what I should do is I should publicize the edit I made from Saw with Freeze Frame. That's, that's the that, best one. That's, that's what I should do. That's the best a one. A long time ago, I uh, re-edited the scene from Saw where Adam's in his apartment and he's using the camera as his light and every time it freeze frames, I play the song Freeze Frame in its entirety. It was really funny at 4 a.m. Like it's like a 20-minute video. It's very too. long. For a scene that's like 30 seconds. You should uh, have tweeted James Wan. I should have. That link and then just said, this is how malignant made me feel. <laughs> that's what I got to do. Malignant, malignant was so good. I'm going to say it every episode at least <laughs> once. Uh, all right. Like anyway. Three years from now. Yeah. It's like, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Malignant you're gonna was write great. A, you're going to write a movie and then in the act, the actors will be like, yeah, man, did you ever see Malignant? I'm going to be like, did I see it? Of did course I, I see did. Malignant? Anyway, we got a lot of stories to uh, get to. So we're going to kick off with the most batshit news of the most recent week, and that is they're making an animated Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, this is the goddamn cast. Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, pretty good, Jack Black as Bowser, perfect, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, I never thought I'd see the day, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, yes, and Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I first saw that on Instagram with, like, you know, when they do, like, the picture of the actor with yeah, the character yeah. and everything like that. And I went, oh, this is a shit post. <laughs> I'm like, that's a funny meme. I was about to send it out to people and be like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and then it was real. And then I sat on it more. I don't hate it. I'm I'm a little hesitant about Chris Pratt as Mario. But I think the rest of the castings... Eh, is 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 good i'm intrigued by jack black as bowser Mm -hmm. i don't want to discredit that until i see kind of what they're doing with it yeah but honestly everything else i I didn't have a problem with i think the charlie days luigi is like god tier casting yeah oh yeah like yeah and like my my big thing is i was very i was off put when i first saw a lot of it yeah but then i saw um chris pratt's little video that he did talking about like what it means to him to be playing Mario, and I was like, "All right, I'm rooting for him now." All so, right, he'll do it good. He would yeah. do it if it's yeah, yeah. So, but uh, important to point out, 
The movie is being directed by... Hello, computer that decided to reboot. <laughs> is being directed by... Aaron Horvath, who is one of the directors of Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and Michael Jelenic, sorry if I said that wrong, who was one of the producers and directors on the show Teen Mm -hmm. Titans Go. And it's being written by Matthew Fogel, who wrote The Lego Movie 2. So. It's not bad. They they know their animation. Yeah, they got people who know animation well. I'm secretly hoping that this somehow, even though Sonic is live action, that this somehow is the start with Sonic to a live action Super Smash Brothers movie. I mean, you have Detective Pikachu. Yep. I hope that if they do it, they kind of stick with one. How the fuck does that movie work just in general? <laughs> uh, two, I really hope they stick with like the different character styles and everything because mm-hmm. that's kind of like what Smash is. You know, yeah. They all don't look. Because I just think it'd be really funny if Oscar Isaac as Snake is just live action Oscar Isaac. <laughs> and it's cartoon and he's just Mario. Punching Mario, cartoon <laughs> Mario. That'd be good. But yeah, you know, I. As long as Matt Berry plays Ganondorf. Ganondorf! I'm, I'm in. Oh, he need, but the thing is, he needs to be him and King DDD. <laughs> like, he needs to be both. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm there. I think. And Seth Rogen needs to be both Donkey Kong and King K. Rule. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I think that... thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll get a Kirby movie next, probably, if this does well. I think it's Legend of Zelda. Good. You think Zelda before animated, or you think... Whatever they want to go. I think an animated go. Kirby movie could... Maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe like a hybrid for Zelda, like, yeah. like Sonic. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see where it goes. I think it's... I was honestly shocked there hasn't been one already. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense. Um. Knock on wood... You know, we haven't gotten castings for Wario or Waluigi or anything like that, but we got this far without James Corden's name, <laughs> which I think is a shock, personally. It's a shock, and it's a blessing in disguise. Like, watch, you just you just jinxed it. He's going to be Wario or something. Watch. I just, yeah, like, I was shocked that he's not, like, Boo or a Goomba <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I hope that... Wario and Waluigi are Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. <laughs> be good. It'd be great. I saw someone that said uh, it needs to be it needs to be Danny DeVito. Oh my God! Yes, that would be perfect. I don't know who you get as Waluigi because Waluigi's Glenn such... Howerton. That'd be good. Well, because like Waluigi's, the whole Waluigi's such a meme, so you have to like yeah make it a meme yeah on top you of have to itself. like buy into it yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now we know I'm a Nick Cage fan here, but okay. like, but I'm just saying Nick Cage is Waluigi. I feel like that meme just writes itself. It does, a thousand percent. I think it could work. It could. Nick Cage as every character, doing a slightly different alteration in his voice. Yes, slightly different accent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Bowser. I think besides Chris Pratt, Mario, the only one I'm like uh, is Jack Black Bowser. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they're going for, so it might oh, work. I. I have no doubt in Jack Black, never. Ne- he, I, I never not have faith in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so hard because these characters have never spoken. Yeah. So it's like, how do you interpret that energy? But, like, then you have Charlie Day as Luigi, and you're like, oh, that's oh. how. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's the best casting right out the gate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see, like, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley being Wario and Waluigi. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That. 
I think for those characters, they'll definitely go comedy actors. For sure. Like, predominantly comedy. Yeah. Maybe Danny DeVito, but, yeah. like, I could definitely see. But the thing is, like, do you think they go with a famous duo? Maybe not. Maybe they do um, uh, Billy Eichner and Bill Hader. Be good. For no reason. That'd be. No, 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 no. I got it. Who, who you got? I got Hit it. Me. I got it. It's Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. That's it. I think you're right. Nick Kroll is Wario. John, John Mulaney's Waluigi. Waluigi. <laughs> that that has to be it. Just picture a scene with Charlie Day and John Mulaney. That'd be so funny. Like, that has to be it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because Nick Kate, Nick Kroll always does like those weird like grub yeah. voices. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And everyone loves John Mulaney. Well, I don't know about now, but it's kind of on a rocky road right now. Yeah. This might sway people to the other side. No, I I think you nailed it in terms of fan casting, for sure. For sure, I'm all about what you just said. I think I'd put money on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to make that a TikTok clip. Oh, yeah. That'll go good. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, what do you guys think about this crazy Mario movie news? Uh, let us know in the comments below. And we're going to go ahead and move on to our next story. This one kind of came out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. So recently, Ridley Scott was being interviewed talking about um, The Last Duel and uh, House of Gucci, you know, both movies he has coming out this year, which he then brought he up. He went to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, later, I think he's either shooting it now or they're getting ready to shoot um, the Napoleon movie with Joaquin Phoenix that he's making. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. And oh. uh, in the middle of that interview, he kind of just randomly said, oh, by the way, um, we're doing Gladiator 2, and I'm actually having it being written right now. And it was like, uh, oh. So <laughs> Cut the interviewer off guard. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's all we know, is that he's having it written. It doesn't mean it's greenlit, mm-hmm. and it does, definitely doesn't mean that Russell Crowe's coming back, which I hope so. If not, why? But, you know. Yeah. Um, so any thoughts on just him kind of putting this out there. I guess he was excited or something, but uh, what what are your thoughts on the potential of a Gladiator 2 somewhere down the road? Ridley Scott is doing what we call manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is, is it? speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the movie night's controversy of the week. I don't really have much to say on this because... Don't... Don't don't say what I think you're about to say. And I didn't know about this, and we've been friends for years. Don't say it. I've never seen Gladiator. Do you hear that silence that just went in the room? It's not even going to compare. Yeah, because we both stopped talking. It's not even going to compare. It's not even going to compare to how quiet it is when I'm standing over your corpse, <laughs> bro. My God. Come on. That's Watch. so violent. Are you not entertained? Oh, you wouldn't know that because it's in fucking Gladiator. I know that scene, (laughs) sir. Never seen The Sixth Sense. Guess what? I know. God damn it. It was Bruce Willis the whole time. (laughs) Nice. That's a great sunny pool. Yeah, Uh, no, I've never seen Gladiator. Um, Watch it, please. It's good. From what I hear, it's good. So it makes sense that they're doing a sequel 20 years later. (laughs) 30 on when to come out 2000 20 years later so 
It's my hot take on that. I don't have an extensive bit about it like yeah. I did Mario. That's so. all good. I wonder what they're going to do story-wise or if they're going to go with like a completely different person or if it's going to be Russell Crowe. It would be cool to see Russell Crowe. But uh, I'm just genuinely dumbfounded by what even story they're going to tell, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But, um, well, given how the first one ends. <laughs> fuck you, dude. I almost was like, wait. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> that's right. This motherfucker just told me five <laughs> seconds ago. He's like, what do you mean how it ends? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'd be curious. Mm-hmm. I would be curious. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, Gladiator 2, are you surprised by this news? Is this something you're even interested in? Comment below. Let us know. On to the next story. Um, you liked Shang-Chi. I did. I really loved it as well. Yes. Well, there's new box office information. And Shang-Chi uh, in the uh, domestic box office has now made just under $200 million. It is now the highest grossing movie domestically passing Black Widow. And it is, I think, as the time of we're recording, it will have passed $200 million domestically, the first movie of the year to do so. And um, by the end, and the Hollywood Reporter is estimating that by the end of its domestic run, it could hit up to $240 million. Now, what we don't know is um, exactly how much full money Black Widow made on Disney+. Plus. We know it made the $60 million on its opening with the, I think it was 80 mm-hmm. that it made. But um, in terms of purely box office numbers, Shang-Chi has now completely surpassed Black Widow. Um, as for Dear Evan Hansen, not great. It performed really under expectations. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, I believe, only opened to, I want to say, $7 million. I'll have to look into that again. Oh, man. The good news is it, uh, it only cost like $28 million to make. So it doesn't have too, too long to go if it needs to break even. But it opened well below expectations. Um, I'm going to throw the ball into your court as I look up that final box office number, or that box office number for Dear Evan Hansen. But what are your thoughts on Shang-Chi becoming the highest grossing movie of the domestic year so far? It passing Black Widow. And I forgot to mention this earlier. It was number one for the fourth week in a row. Mm-hmm. The last movie to do that was Black Panther. And it is a t- MCU record tie with Black Panther. And Guardians of the Galaxy, the only two in the MCU to be number one four weeks in a row. Oh, wow. So what do you think? Well, that's a lot to unpack. Um, I think it's a really good sign for trends for the movies in terms of getting people back in and wanting to go to the theaters to see them. Two, I thought that Shang-Chi was a really good movie. It's honestly probably one of my top Marvel movies. So I'm glad that it's actually getting, you know, the praise and the recognition for that. And it had a good second week bump or drop, right? So I think it had some yeah. good word of mouth going oh, yeah. around with it. Really good. So I think it's everything about that seems positive to me. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the opening weekend box office final for Dear Evan Hansen was $7.4 million, So Was that a day and date thing? No. I'll say just. Yeah. Probably. Well, when Not it, it premiered decision. at a film festival and then it was just so panned out the gate that it kind of killed its chances. The studio had more faith in the movie than the, you know, yeah. critics did. I'm shocked that they didn't try to drop it on somewhere as well. Yeah. yeah. Some of that. Well, they committed. And well, like I said, the good news is it wasn't yeah. that a very expensive movie. So we'll see what it ends up making full. Maybe it holds well. We'll yeah. see. But uh, two other movies I want to bring up. 
that are still in the top five box office, Free Guy at number three and Candyman at number four, both only dropping 19% and 27% from their previous weekends. Oh, wow. So those two movies are holding on really, really strong. Free Guy has legs. Yeah. And I believe it just came to Disney Plus, right? It did. It just came to Disney Plus today, actually, as of this recording. Oh, and as of this recording, Shang-Chi has $198 million. So probably by the end of the week, it'll have... Two hundred million and Free Guy, and that's domestically. Mm-hmm. Free Guy domestically has one hundred and fourteen across a hundred, which is awesome. And Candyman, I want to look up this because it's curious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to the worldwide number for Candyman, which is seventy three million dollars, and I know that that budget was not that high. So that's actually really good for a horror movie, not day and date for the pandemic. Good job, Candyman. Awesome. Well done. So, uh, yeah, you know me. I love my box office shit. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring that up. What are your guys' thoughts on Shang-Chi's success in the pandemic? Arguably one of the most successful movies in the pandemic. Oh, you know what? I lied. The last movie to be four weeks in a row number one was Tenet because, duh. Because Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if Venom didn't move back to the date it has, Shang-Chi would have been one five weeks in a row. <laughs> Which we're seeing tomorrow night as of this recording. Tonight, as of when you're watching it. You think Shang-Chi will be dethroned by Venom? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the numbers just aren't going to yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I do think it will get to over $200 million for sure. Nice. For sure. Uh, moving on to our next story. I love me a bidding war in Hollywood. I think these stories are always Ooh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, basically, the new one is coming from a movie that's going to be directed by John Watts and starring Brad Pitt and George Clooney. And according to John Watts of Homecoming and Far From Home. Yes. That John Watts? That John Watts. And apparently, according to The Hollywood Reporter, everyone wants this fucking movie. So I'm going to dive into the story and read a little bit verbatim here. Yeah. Um, Sony, Lionsgate, Apple, and Netflix are all vying for a movie package that has George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and Spider-Man Homecoming director John Watts attached. Amazon, Annapura, Universal, MGM, and Warner Brothers are also said to be in the mix. I love how it said, these people are in it. Oh, and <laughs> these people. Everyone. Yeah. Watts will write, direct, and produce the thriller with Clooney and Pitt starring. The two A-listers will also produce via their own production company labels. Much of the details are being kept under wraps, but it is understood to tell the tale of two lone wolf fixers assigned to the same job. So it's a bitchin' movie is what they're letting us know and that every studio wants this shit. So that's how you know something's good. Usually, bidding wars don't happen just from names, so I assume that there's a script already. He's going to write it. Yeah. I'd imagine that this Clooney and Pitt wouldn't sign on without yeah, a Yeah, I assume that there's either script, a script yeah. or a pitch that all these studios just are like, oh, away. yeah, give us that shit. Uh, one of my favorite um, stories in regards to a bidding war was the original Scream and that script and how that just every studio wanted that fucking script, and it's a great script. If you've never watched Scream, do it. It's amazing. But, um, yeah. Obviously, I'm just happy for John Watts because that man has made two very successful Sony slash Marvel movies and he doesn't get enough credit as one of the MCU directors. And he's going to be the first to finish his trilogy. We love John Watts here at the Movie Nights podcast. I need to see Cop Car. Did you watch Cop Car? I have seen Cop Car. How is it? It's it's really good. It's a simple story. There's like five characters in it. And really character driven there's not like a lot of action or anything Uh like that but like you can watch that and see like 
okay, I see why they wanted him, and I want they wanted him for Spider-Man. Like, he's not not talented, yeah. you know? Like, I would watch Cop Car and be like, yeah, I could see this guy going places. Yeah. Great Which, job, John yeah. Watts. And then did, he's got Fantastic Four. Did both Spider-Man make a billion? No, just Far From Home. Okay. Far From Home was the first Spider-Man movie to make a billion. Okay, I was going to say it'd be cool if Homecoming Far From Home, because you know the next one's probably a billion-dollar movie. Yeah, even with the pandemic, I think it's possible. Before the pandemic... If it's easy, if it is what we're saying, it is maybe even two. Yeah. So I think that <clears throat> I want to know when he's making it. Cause you know, Marvel wants to get fantastic four out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's in the script phase right now, it's probably going to be, you know, you can probably plus if it's within the next two or three years. Yeah. I assume he's, I'm so I, I assume he's already committed to a certain date and time for fantastic four. Mm-hmm. So this will probably be go after. Yeah, I'm assuming maybe not <laughs> go after, but somehow come out before. Yeah, yeah, right. That always tends to happen. Because I, I can imagine it's probably not a huge, a huge VFX thing. heavy yeah. movie. Yeah, maybe it's probably just a two hander with. And you said they're fixers. Yeah, is that just people that like meaning like clean up like crime messes? I'll be honest That's with you. I- I didn't know what it means. I go to. Action. I just assumed oh. it was people who kill people. <laughs> yeah, I go. I, I go to immediately to action movie fixers. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little spy v spy action. Oh yeah, we love a good spy v spy action here, but uh, yeah, good job, John Watts, making people want you. I can't wait for this shit. I can't wait to find out what the title of the movie is. What do you guys think? Comment below and tell us what you think of John Watts. And I hope it's not negative because I love him. We will defend him. John Watts, come on our show. <laughs> yeah, because John Watts watches a fucking yeah. John Watts has an open invitation to the Movie Nights <laughs> podcast. Him, Joel Edgerton, Patrick Wilson. Who there's, else do we love? There's a, there's a lot of people we love. <laughs> One day we'll have to make a comprehensive list of just like people we specifically love who don't have enough respect. And we will say it on the show. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. Moving on to our final story before we get to the rumors of the roundtable. Oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't have one ready? No, I got it. Just that subtle under the breath. Oh, shit. Shit. Uh-huh. I just run through quickly everything I got. Yeah. So, now this story I'm actually the most excited to talk about today. Um, for those of you that don't know, my favorite television show of all time is Doctor Who. I fucking love Doctor Who. Now, my personal favorite showrunner was Stephen Moffat. I know that's controversial to say, but... Is that really? Yeah. No, a lot of people aren't big Moffat Moffat people. Fuck those guys. (laughs) I'll say it. Everyone agrees that his standalone episodes when he worked for Davies were good, but not everyone loves his era. Okay. I love his era. I think it's the best. Fuck those guys. (laughs) But, But anyway... Um, recently we heard that Jodie Whittaker was going to be leaving Doctor Who. Yes. And that, which is unfortunate, and that Chris Chibnall was stepping down as showrunner, which mm-hmm. is fortunate. Um, but... I love her. Yeah, loved her. Fantastic. And here's the thing, Chris Chibnall, great writer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think him and Doctor Who meshed. Yeah. But anyway, um, it has now been officially announced by the BBC that the new showrunner for Doctor Who after Jodie Whittaker's run comes to an end has been announced. And it is motherfucking Russell T. Davies returning, the one who revived the show in 2005 after 12 years. And uh, basically, yeah. he will take the reins again in 2023 to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the show and a series beyond. So we know he's going to be doing at least 
a 60th anniversary episode mm-hmm. and one series after that. A 60th episode or anniversary season? Like I don't know. Two seasons? Maybe. Or, I, it, it's kind of unclear. I, I think what it is is he's doing two seasons. Okay. From what I yeah, understand. Yeah, 60th anniversary year plus another yeah. one. Or he's just do he signed on to do a special, a special and, a and a series from gotcha. what I understand. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was all great PR, talking nice about everything. But he's not going to go on until 2023 because Doctor Who does a season this year. And then it does, I think, a couple episodes next year. And those episodes are going to be the last of the Whitaker-Chibnall era. Mm-hmm. Nicholas, you also like Doctor Who. I do. What are your thoughts on this? And um, do you think that this is going to be a good move for them? I'm all about it. I think that... You know, the first few seasons really got their, their footing, and I thought that they were strong. I especially mm-hmm. loved Tenet, and I think Eccleston was, you know, good, especially mm-hmm. to bring it back. Yeah. Back when they had, you know, $5 <laughs> yeah. for a budget, so yeah. I can only imagine what he can do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good to go back to that, especially during the 60th anniversary, because this man's going to pull some shit. Oh, they, they're going to pull some shit for sure. Um, if, if Christopher Eccleston returns... There's no way, because didn't him and Russell T. Davies not They get did along? not get along, but... Stranger things have happened. They could get all of them then. You spoke of manifesting earlier. I am manifesting. I am manifesting Christopher Eccleston am, returning I'm to the show. I am manifesting Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. Whitaker, and Capaldi. Just Capaldi. Please. Just Capaldi. I love him. We get Capaldi back. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's. I think it's smart. I think that Jodie Whittaker was fantastic as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Is fantastic as the Doctor. Yes, still the Doctor. Um, her seasons, her episode, they're they're weird. Yeah, and. I feel like it lost kind of that Doctor Who feeling. It did. So I think it's good, even if they only get Davies for a season, Mm -hmm. let's say. I think it'd be good to recalibrate. Yeah. I think he'll put it back on on a good track and have a heavy hand in picking the next successor, Mm -hmm. which I think would also benefit. So I think it's a good way to just course correct. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, with every showrunner, the show changes a little bit. I just Mm -hmm. think... With the current showrunner, it just changed too, too much. much. Yeah, and they had a great budget now, though. So I'm oh, yeah. like you said, as I, I want to see what uh, Davies can who's do. The old with... guy Grant, what yeah, as long as he, he gets back once, that's fine. <laughs> that would be awesome to see him again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, super excited about um, Rusty Davies coming back to Doctor Who. What are your thoughts? Have you seen the show? Do you, are you do you think this is a good idea? Let us know. And now we're going to move on to the rumors of the roundtable. Nicholas, dun, dun, were you able dun. to come up with something in the last 15 seconds? Yeah, you know, not a big rumor, but I thought it was something worth worth talking about. As you know, there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out. Oh, yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, is there? Is there? Uh-huh. Uh, again, the whole segment of rumors of the roundtable, these are just rumors that mm-hmm. I've read online. that yes. no reliable sources. We don't want to report them like we do our other topics, but we just think it's fun to like throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. You know, yeah. we were right about the Hawkeye trailer. Yes. I said that last episode, but we're going to bring it up again because we got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out, Spider-Man No Way Home, and there's a lot of rumors and speculation surrounding that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that movie comes out December 17th, which is close. Close. <laughs> and we've only had one trailer. We have yeah. no poster. We have no... The no poster thing is weird. We have no nothing. Mm-hmm. And so this week's rumor, rumor, rumor of the round table, uh, 
basically says we're going to be getting our next trailer okay. uh, early November. Okay. I, I believe that. Early November. Yeah. And the, the final oh, there's more. shot of the trailer is your money shot of all three Spider-Men. Oh. And from that point on, they're just going to market the it's shit just out of them. Heavy marketing push. Like they're just putting their entire marketing budget into two months or a month and a half and getting this movie in front of people and say, yo, Andrew Garfield's in this. Yo, Tobey Maguire's in this look and not showing a lot, but showing enough that they're like, even if you just made a poster with the three of them. Yeah. That's a selling. And point. that's why we haven't had the, the poster yet. Yeah. So I think that that's the big thing. We're going to get the money shot at the end of the trailer. Boom, all three of them, and then just a heavy marketing push. That's an interesting rumor. I definitely buy that we'll get the second trailer early November. Yeah. Because, like, that's when Eternals comes out. Yeah. And even if it's not attached to Eternals, they're going to want to put marketing online around that time because, you know, there's going to be that kid that drags his family to Eternals, and then when they come out, they're like, what's next, Timmy? And he goes, Spider-Man, and he pulls out the new trailer. So, you know, you want that to happen. Um, As for the money shot, like I said, if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie, they totally are. If they are, but they're only in it for a little bit, do not market them. Mm-hmm. That's just going to get expectations way out of control. Yeah. Not going to be a good thing. If they're in it for at least 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you market the shit out of that. Like That's... Yeah. Getting like record numbers if you have that card ready to play. If they're just in a post credit scene, don't don't market that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, what could also be is, you know, I'm gonna p- piggyback off that rumor, make my own. Maybe perhaps what they're saving for is, you know, we see Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the next trailer, the big reveal is more of the villains. And they're waiting to do a poster with Spider Man and the villains. Oh, that would be cool. That would be really and cool. And that's what they're saving for. But why we haven't had a simple poster yet, I find weird. Yeah. Like, just at least a teaser poster. Like, you're is, gonna, is marketing tight over at Sony Like, with the you're going to tell me you don't have a poster of Spider-Man falling through the Inception-like yeah. New York? Just anything. With Doctor Strange? Are you kidding? What? Yeah. You can't market that? You can't put that online? But the thing that's crazy is that they've already had a trailer that shows Doctor Strange, Doc Ock, and a pumpkin bomb. Yeah. And some electricity and some sand and yeah, it's like all that other it's stuff. It's like yeah. they got to be hiding some shit if they're just yeah showing us that, you know. So we'll see, but yeah, definitely a solid rumor. I definitely buy when it's going to come out. Yeah, I just don't know if I buy the money shot. The money shot. It, it, like I said, it depends. Now, if we see them in the money shot, I a hundred percent buy that the marketing is just going to yeah with them. So yeah. Well, because if they are in it, you know that they want the press tour. Oh, yeah. They want the press yeah. junkets. They want them on late with night. The three they of want them, yeah. With the three of them all together just bickering and having a good time. And Toby Maguire just sitting there like, why the fuck did I agree to do this? <laughs> I regret this immediately. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they Han Solo him. And they're like, will you please come back to be Spider-Man? And he goes, I have to die. <laughs> you have to kill me immediately. And I'm not doing any press. Yeah. I will do one interview alone on Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) I beat him at Connect Four. We get along. (laughs) Have me interviewed by the park with those guys that I talked to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyway, do you guys think that rumor might be true? Do you have any other rumors that you want to share? Please leave them in the comments below. 
Uh, Nicholas, do you have anything else to add today? No. <laughs> Take care, brush your hair. Take care, brush your hair. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. You go first. I go first. You go time. first, yeah. We're disrupting formula. <laughs> They're going to riot. Back to formula? <laughs> <laughs>